Tandem Nomads, episode 87. And I think the more and more I started introducing myself as a digital marketing consultant and started talking about it, I began to convince myself that that's who I was. <laughs> Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show designed to help expat partners turn their dual career challenges into a successful, portable business and thrive in their global nomadic life. To download your free guidebook on the six steps to build a successful portable business, go to tandemnomads.com. Hello, Nomad Nation. I am your host, Amel Deraghi, and today's episode is a very particular and special episode. I am uh, bringing to you a person who has been working in Tandem Nomad's team for now a year, and I can't wait to share you her story with you. Um, in Tandem Nomads, I have the tendency to share a lot of stories of expert partners who managed to build their businesses and then tell you their journey once they've hit it and once they've reached it. And I was thinking, uh, looking at um, our guest today, Lillian, her journey and how she's been growing, I thought that it would be fascinating and interesting to share with you her story while she's on the journey of transformation and starting her business. So Lillian, thank you for being here. And are you ready for the ride? Yes, of course. Thank you. Fantastic. So Lillian Small um, was born in Toronto, Canada, to Portuguese parents. After finishing her studies in chemical engineering program, she started working at a refinery near her home while in a long-distance relationship with her future husband, a TCK. After a few years working in Canada, her husband had the opportunity to move to Paris with his company, so they sold their house, packed up their cat, <laughs> and started the adventure in 2013. She started a blog called The Smalls Abroad to document their experiences and focus on discovering other passions. While she didn't try to work full-time, she still learned French, took cooking courses, taught English, coached at a gym, managed an Airbnb apartment, and was the social media manager of a design agency. It was this last experience that prompted her to enroll in a Master of Digital Marketing when she and her husband moved to Aberdeen, Scotland. Today, she's graduated from this master and is starting her own freelance business. And I have to tell you, Nomad Nation, that I've met um, Lillian as she was a listener of the podcast, Tandem Nomads, and she caught my attention because she had one of, uh, she's been very active uh, commenting and engaging with the content and the episodes and other members of the community. But also she participated to the 50th um, episode party, voice party, I remember, Lillian. Mm -hmm. So it was really great to have you there. And this is how we got to know each other. So I checked you up, Lillian. I looked at your blog, I looked at what you do, and I love the way you were sharing your story. And I was struggling finding the right person to help me in Tandem Nomads. And I decided to look in the audience who would be um, the most relevant person to reach out to, to ask if um, you could help me in my social media and marketing online. So I reached out to you, and it turned out that the coincidence was that you were starting your master's in, um, in, mar in digital marketing. So it was perfect coincidence. So Lillian, this is a long introduction, but I would <laughs> love you to tell me anything that you think we should complete from my introduction of your journey and tell me a little bit what's happening in your world now. 
Uh, no, that pretty much covers it. Uh, in my world right now, uh, because I've just finished my master's program, I'm just trying to figure out what's next and basically trying to bring some structure and routine to the day. And uh, as you mentioned, try to yeah, build a business and uh, do something with this master's that I've worked hard to earn. Can you tell me, uh, when I reached out to you, what was your first thought and how did you make the decision to hop on this journey? Oh, um, I was surprised. I didn't realize that just by doing a small contribution to the podcast that it would, you know, lead to something like this. Um, and the way I decided it was that um, it just seemed like a great fit. Um, I knew the audience well. I'd been listening to the podcast by that point um, for a few months at least. And I was really uh, excited and engaged um, with the content and so it just seemed like a good fit and a great opportunity to start apprenticing and learning and working at, at, the, same time, at the same time as uh, studying. Yeah, that was fantastic. And you've done a great job, Lillian. So I, really, I did not mention it yet. I wanted to share with no. you first how much I enjoyed this year working with you on Tandem Nomads. Likewise. So that was pretty great. And I want to talk first about something that I know that a lot of expert partners have to deal with is sometimes having to work for free. So you did not work for free all the time. <laughs> but this was our deal, Nomad Nation. What I mentioned to Lillian is because I was really struggling. I had paid so many assistants with my marketing and, and social media to manage, but it was like not fitting. It was not working. The person would not get it. So I decided to reach out to an expat spouse who did not have anything yet happening. And I thought that nothing was happening at that time because I did not know you were having this master project. <laughs> and, um, and I offered you to train you for six months and then enroll you as an official um, like and pay you for your services mm -hmm. and, and everything. But how did you take that first, that offer of starting free for an, for an internship, sort of internship, we signed a mm -hmm. contract as an internship right. and then moved on to a real uh, freelance-based contract. So mm -hmm. how, how did you consider that? I'm curious to know. Feel free, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it made sense. Um, and especially, you know, when we started talking, I was just starting out. And my only sort of experience was running my own blog and sort of uh, learning about social media and marketing just passively, just because I was interested in blogging and how that could go further. Um, so I think working as an apprentice or on an internship, it just made sense. And um, I knew that you had a marketing background and I knew that I'd be able to learn from you as well. So it wasn't just a one-way relationship. It was really two-way. And so, um, yeah, like I said at that time, because I was really starting off and still figuring out if this is what I really wanted to do, um, I think it made sense. And I would have, wouldn't have had the confidence or really even the uh, clout to be able to say, oh, no, you should pay me this when I didn't have any experience, any education. And so, and I think it was fine. It made it less pressure on me as well, a little bit, just because, you know, I wasn't, you know, getting that paycheck. It, it sort of felt like I was free maybe to make a few mistakes and, and then, you know, sort of really take it as a learning learning experience. Yeah, that was great. And honestly, for me, as the business owner, um, I remember I mentioned to you, I could not pay for somebody who I needed time to learn to. But as soon as I did not need that time anymore, 
to be able to show you and spend and 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 um, explain all what I needed, etc. Then I was ready and happy to pay for it. So mm-hmm. um, I would love you to. Um, at, after six months, I asked you to send me your proposal on how much you would like to be paid for the job. So how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a lot of just research online and. Uh, looked at what sort of going rates were um, for other people of similar experience and the kind of work. Uh, and then I also evaluated the fact that, you know, Tenem Noah is still growing and starting off and I knew the sort of the position you were in. And so I just sort of took that all into account, but it definitely wasn't easy. <laughs> and it's still something I sort of struggle to today um, because, you know, not many people publish their prices or, or, or their rates. So it's sort of, really difficult to gauge um, and understand, you know, what your value is worth and what your time and effort and energy and also experience and education is worth. But then also you don't want to be pricing yourself out of the market or also undervaluing because, you know, I, I, I can work for, you know, free and as an intern for a certain amount of time, but eventually, you know, it is a business. And like you've always said, you need to start thinking of it as a business. And so you definitely need to put value on on that yourself. Yeah, definitely. So that's a good point. When did you, we talked about it for a few times when we started growing together. When was it the moment, do you remember where you start realizing, oh, this could be a business? Hmm. I think it was during my studies. Um, being in Aberdeen has actually been a blessing, even though we didn't really want to move here at first. <laughs> but it's been a blessing because I was able to, you know, do this master's. Um, and then there is a lot of entrepreneurial um, resources and information here within the city locally. And so I really thought this would be a business when during my studies, people were talking about trying to find jobs and, you know, doing other things. And I just always had this feeling that, no, I want to work for myself. I want to freelance. You know, I don't want to be back in an office full time because, you know, with my husband's work, we're expats, we'll be moving eventually, even though we don't know when that is, we'll be moving. And so even from the beginning, I knew a career in digital marketing is very portable and um, that I wanted to turn it into a business for myself, something that I can do from home and have the flexibility so I think it, it was early on, but then it was sort of near the end of my course when I started to realize, oh, I actually do know quite a bit, um, more so than a lot of the people in my course. And um, things came pretty easily to me. I did very well, uh, which I'm very happy about in my program. And so that's when a little bit of the confidence started coming back that, you know, I, I can do this. I know my stuff. Um, and now I just need to get over the fear and put myself out there and keep building on that confidence because it's still not 100% there yet. <laughs> yeah, so that's the main topic of our episode today, how to build that confidence to start launching your business and putting yourself out there. So I really want to dig deeper into that. But let me just try a little bit to back up, back up a little bit into your journey. And when you did give up your career, you were an engineer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and working in the oil sector. And you just gave up your job and moved to Paris. I'm pretty sure that moving to Paris must have been exciting enough to, yeah. to just do it. <laughs> uh, but what was your thought process? Um, Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, my husband and I, we always really knew that we'd be moving overseas. And so I did an exchange in Australia for part of my university. And that was really the time when I thought, oh, I really want to live abroad. And my husband being a TCK, he has lived overseas most of his life. And um, the company he's with now, he purposely began working for them because he knew that it would give the opportunity to move overseas. 
And so I always knew that it would happen that we'd eventually move. Um, and I don't know if I put that much thought into leaving the, my career. I guess it was something that I fell into. Um, I went into engineering just because it was practical. I did well in school and it was a good career to have, um, you know, good financial payments uh, right away, right out of university. And so I thought, okay, just makes sense. Um, so it wasn't something I'd always dreamed of doing. And so it wasn't too hard to leave. Mm -hmm. um, there were about two or three times in the five years that I worked that I wanted to quit. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was mainly be because of, you know, a boss that uh, didn't work well with me. But um, overall, yeah, engineering in particular wasn't something I was dying to stay in. And I didn't really see a future in the particular location where I was uh, working. The company had been bought out recently. And I knew that in order to progress, I would have to move to northern Canada, really, to advance my career and so when the opportunity to go to Paris came I was like oh yes <laughs> definitely oh, okay fantastic that's another example where it is an opportunity you know to just yeah. give up and start something fresh and new but did you once you arrived in Paris did you make any plans or were you just like taking it as it comes yeah I was taking it as it comes um, when we first moved overseas we thought it would only be about a year year and a half And so I thought, well, you know, that's not a whole lot of time. Let me focus um, on exploring other interests, other hobbies, um, and then just enjoy the time with my husband. Up until that point, he'd been working um, on rotational basis. And then even when we bought our house and he was, you know, work, like living at home and full time, he was still working long hours and he didn't really have a life, really. <laughs> and so when we moved to Paris, it was just sort of all of a sudden felt like, wow, like, let's enjoy life. We took vacations. He had a generous amount of holidays. We were at the hub of Europe and we could jet off to anywhere really for the weekend. And so we just really took advantage of it. And I thought, well, if I'm working, that might prohibit us from maybe taking some of those opportunities to travel and enjoy life. And so um, I decided it was fine just to stay home. And I enjoyed that time. Um, and like I and like you mentioned in the interview uh, in the intro, I started doing other random things just to see what I liked and what I didn't like. Yeah, that's fantastic. So when did you start thinking seriously? Okay, now it's time for me to think of my career. Yeah, well, when one and one one and a half years turned to about three and a half four, <laughs> it was sort of a lot of a few moments in that time frame where you know there'd be like oh a feeling in my inside me that said oh I really need to get something done, and it came usually when you know I saw people that I went to university advancing in their careers or people around my age you know being successful in some ways and. Um, and then every time someone asked, what do you do? And I didn't know how to answer. And I felt so small and belittled because I really didn't have a career. Those were the moments when I thought, okay, let me look at LinkedIn. Let me revamp my you know, resume. And I applied to a few things and um, eventually did get a job offer. But then I thought, oh, you know, I didn't want to change our, our life <laughs> and our lifestyle. <laughs> and then again, it was always that anticipation of, oh, well, we might be moving. And so I don't want to start back into a job and then have to quit again and you know go through all this again and so um yeah so that's how it was and I, that's what my think, thought process was and then when we were told we we're going to move here to Scotland that's when I thought right I'm going to go into this location and to this new chapter of our life with a different mindset I didn't want to keep waiting for the next step uh, I didn't want to live in that constant concern that oh we might move again and if we do what am I going to do so I just thought 
I want to do something that is portable and that I can take anywhere we are. And um, listening to the Tandem Nomads podcast definitely helped formulate that idea. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm curious to know, how did you get into listening to Tandem Nomads? I never asked you that question. Yeah, you know, I remember it clearly. I, it was one of those moments where I thought, oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, and I, I, I Googled or I searched in um, iTunes the word expat and just to see what was, you know, what other podcasts there were related to expats. And I only really got into listening to podcasts because all everyone was talking about the serial podcast. Yeah. And so that's when I really got into it. And it was perfect for me for walking around the city and getting stuff done. It was just sort of something I can always listen to. Fantastic. So. Well, I'm really happy that it participated <laughs> to your journey. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you're part of it now. So that's really funny. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so that's really interesting. And so did those stories in the podcast give you the idea also to what if I started my portable business? Yeah, definitely. There were ones that also um, just sort of talked about being an expat spouse and sort of the challenges and the feelings. And so it was something I can identify with. And, you know, I had met a lot of expat partners um, while living in Paris and even here. And I noticed not many of them really think about starting a business or entrepreneurship or, you know, using these this experience, which is very valuable in many ways, um, to launch something. And so that's when I found the podcast. I thought, okay, there are people like that out there and I can learn from them and use the resources and um, get inspiration from them. So yeah, it was mainly because I didn't have the people around me that were in that mindset. I love that you say that because this was the issue why I started Tandem Nomads. I was very frustrated to feel lonely in my journey of entrepreneurship being an expert partner because the expert partners around me did not even consider it. Mm -hmm. And I needed to convince them that this was the way to go. And I thought the best way to do it is to share the inspiring stories around on top of what I thought it was important to, to bring other stories too. So I'm glad that this is starting to get into people's minds. And I think there's more and more now expert partners who are thinking of starting their business. And this is really cool. And I'm happy that you're one of them. <laughs> so, so let's go into your business a little bit now. Um, I want to know, we were talking a little bit about fear and, and uh, your journey building up your business. So in one year, I just want to tell you and already told you personally how you've grown and how, um, how you've learned and, and you became much more professional and, um, and assertive about what you're doing. Um, but could you tell it from your perspective, how was this journey, this last year for you, from the moment you started your master's and working with Tandem Nomads, what have you done till now into the process of starting your business? Right. So starting the master's, um, yeah, I was sort of, a lot of it was brand new to me and I had never done marketing or anything related to that before. So it was brand new. So to me, that was sort of the beginning of this, you know, journey to get to where I am. Um, and, and it was, I started it right. And so I started, um, with not that much confidence, sort of feeling like an imposter. Like I didn't know really what I was doing and if this was really the right place for me and if it's what I really wanted to do. But in my mind, it made sense. It was something that I enjoyed doing naturally by like, you know, with my blog sort of promoting on social media and looking at how other people promote their things and market um, and I've always felt like I've been created, I've, creative. I, I always, I've always loved writing and um, taking photographs and creating images and content. So 
it, it made sense. It was a natural fit. And so then throughout the process, I think just little by little, I started to gain confidence and realize that, oh, I do like this. You know, when I was spending hours trying to research something or working on a particular project or problem, um, and the, t- the time just went by quickly, then that's when you sort of knew that, oh, okay, I do like this. And maybe this is where I, this is where I want to be and want to grow my business. Um, and so, like I said, throughout this past year, um, being involved here in Aberdeen, I've been really putting myself out there and networking. They have a number of really great business networking events. Um, there's also uh, an entrepreneurship center here where they provide free courses and workshops on how to start a business, you know, bookkeeping, accounting, you know, just to help people launch their own business. So I took advantage of that. And I think the more and more I started introducing myself as a digital marketing consultant and started talking about it, I began to convince myself that that's who I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, little by little with the experience through you and also through my dissertation project, um, I just sort of realized that, you know, this is, I can do this and people are willing to pay for it. Um, and I think I'm pretty good at it. I also have a lot to learn, but I'm the kind of person that is willing to dive deep and keep learning something, um, and understand it and be able to apply it to myself or to my clients. And so, um, that's really something that motivates me is if someone, has a task or wants something done, um, I'm all very happy and willing to charge forward and do that for them. So. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so I have a lot of questions here regarding that, but um, you know, you also you also took the time to um, volunteer for other projects too. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, to get more experience, and etc. Yeah. So it's funny that you said many times to me, and now even at the beginning of this uh, interview, that you still have issues with confidence and 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 getting to the next steps, for instance. Yeah. So it's funny to hear you say how you've grown and how you've, you're convincing yourself right now of yeah. why you should be trusting uh, yourself about your ability to do this. But how does it, manis- how is it manifesting itself, your fear of going to the next step now? How, how does it come to you into, into place? Yeah. And I think it, it's sort of a fear and a doubt. So, you know, if someone Uh, comes to me and says, oh, I'm interested in working with you or, you know, I I need this for my business. What do you propose or, you know, what what are your rates? And maybe it's because I haven't really set everything up yet. Um, I'm still in that process of figuring it out. And so there's always doubt that creeps into my mind about, oh, like, is this the right way to do it? Um, And it's a fear of failing, really. Um, I have seen that my confidence hasn't increased. It's still not 100% there, but that's the kind of thing I can sort of fake it until I make it a little bit, but it's, um, it's the fear of failing that I think is, is sometimes holding me back. I don't want to, and I definitely don't want to disappoint anyone or a potential client or someone I'm working with. You know, that is the biggest fear is making a mistake and, you know, making them look bad or make myself look bad or do something that could impact their business negatively. So yeah, that, that's really the sort of the thing that's taking me to the next level. And then I think, well, who am I to do this? <laughs> like, who am I? And, and sometimes I think, oh, it's just maybe it's just easier to sit in an office and collect a paycheck. And maybe it's easier just to somehow go back to engineering because <laughs> I didn't have these really fears before, I suppose. But I think when you're in a work setting in an environment, in a job, there are people around you and you can learn from them. And when you're out on your own, 
it's difficult to find that support, I think, and find the mentorship. And then, you know, there isn't someone I can just turn around to at my desk and say, oh, hey, how do you do this? Can you help me? And so, yeah, that's been the biggest challenge so far. So I want to share some insights with you about this topic. And um, the first thing you already mentioned in a way, why are you afraid? And I think you're afraid to disappoint. And I think that's very important for all of you there, Nomad Nation. I'm sure that we've all been there. And I'm still in that moment (laughs) where sometimes I'm afraid of the next step too. And I think it's very important to first sit down and think about first acknowledging that fear is, is already a great step mm-hmm. to know that whatever is stopping you from making progress might be the fear you're having of failing. Um, but once you acknowledge it, then it's important to say, okay, what is the worst thing that can happen? And in your case, could I ask you the question, where is the worst thing that could happen when you fail? I guess it'd be a client who's not happy and I might have to give the money back, right? I definitely would, especially if they're really unhappy. So I don't know. It doesn't sound that bad, <laughs> but in my mind, it just seems like, oh, you know, I've always been an overachiever, and I feel like a lot of the things I've done in my life, I've only gone into when I knew there was a good chance of success that I would be able to do it. Um, and so, when faced with something where it's a bit unknown, um, and it and it is in, impacting other people and their business, um, yeah, that fear is real. But yeah, the worst case is. I give them the money back that they've paid me for. And I say really sorry. And they're upset at me. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that's another thing. People do know how to, um, to pardon when a mistake is heartfelt and hardly and and Mm -hmm. when it's not intentional and it happens, it will happen. Just here's the big, um, um, uh, what, how do you call it? Um, Oh God, I'm having a a hard time. (laughs) A spoiler alert. Here we go. (laughs) You will make mistakes. (laughs) Here we go. You will make mistakes. And honestly, you've done mistakes and never presented like that with me. And we just fixed it. And nothing Mm -hmm. bad happened. You see what I mean? So it's not because we do mistakes that we're not worth it. We're humans. You will do mistakes. So it's important to first accept that that you will do mistakes. And if you don't do mistakes, then you're not human. (laughs) (laughs) Unless maybe your robot didn't tell me, you will do mistakes. I think that's very important to all of you here who are listening to think that way too, to accept that we cannot be perfect. And if we try to be perfect, then we're really um, putting a huge barrier in front of our success because success does not mean perfection. It means growth. It means improvement. It means learning but it's not about being perfect. And the other thing that I want to tell you and tell all of you, what I realize is that when I have fear, I feel it's actually good that I'm afraid because it means that what I'm doing is worthwhile. It's worth it. You see Mm -hmm. what I mean? Imagine if you're not afraid, would it be worth it to you? Yeah, no, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, we were discussing, you know, how it's it took you a little bit of time to really know if you really wanted to do this and etc. And we were trying to look at those signals. And I think that's where it starts, you know, to know what you want. It starts in the guts. Mm-hmm. And fear is one of those signals to look at, to know if this is really what you want. Um, if, if you don't experience fear usually it means that you're not motivated enough for it mm. and there's not enough stake at it. So I think it's also good to welcome that fear and embrace it because that is what will make you always get better at what you do. So mm. 
And the other thing which you already did, and I want to just mention it here to all of you who are listening, is the fact that start with baby steps. Yeah. You know, it's not about getting it out. You haven't, you know, started right away with calling your business a name, having a website and looking for clients. You started step by step. You got a master, an internship with Tanner Nomads. That internship led you to getting paid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was the first one to pay you as an independent um, oh, there was one in France, but I guess since yeah. taking the master's, no. Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah. you got paid officially when you started as a freelance, like you made that decision mm-hmm. and then you volunteered for other projects, you did your research and now you're ready to go to the next step. So you're warmed up. It's all about training. It's like athletes. You need to train before you start racing. So, mm-hmm. and I think that will build up that confidence and it already did and it will continue. So the more you start a new project, the more you take initiatives, start with something easy, a baby step. And then once you reach that baby step, move to the next one. One dangerous thing that I see sometimes is, the, which I don't think is going to happen with you, but <laughs> it, it, it might happen at some point, is the search for a comfort zone mm. and getting comfortable with the way it's going. So I think it's important also to continuously look for that fear because it will mean you're challenging yourself. You know, mm-hmm. what you've done today is certainly not anything that resembles what you've done two years ago. You see no, what I mean? No. Yeah. So, um, so it's important to, you've challenged yourself. So, and you've reached already a lot of goals and, and progress. So in order to continue, continue chasing that fear by challenging yourself and going to the next level. And I think that's something that I also had to learn on my journey. There's so many moments where I felt, Oh, now I'm getting there. Let me just let it go. <laughs> let it happen as it is. And yeah. we're working together. And you can see when we have our meetings, I'm constantly trying to find new ideas. I'm really scared of starting the new format next year of Tandem Nomad. <laughs> I have to tell you guys. So Nomad Nation, we're trying to revamp a little bit how the podcast we're going to work starting from next week and next year. And that's a big challenge for me. I'm struggling with it now. But that challenge, I know it's a positive thing because we're going to grow together. We're going to learn from it. And and we're not going to get bored. <laughs> right. <laughs> you see what I mean? So, so these are some of my insights about fear. The other thing um, that I always say is don't do it alone. I think mm-hmm. it's very important. And I know that all of us have this tendency to want to make it happen all by ourselves. And, and we are afraid to ask for help. And I think there are different things. First of all, as you did, look for surroundings in Aberdeen and all mm-hmm. of you there, wherever you are. Look for groups of people who are in your journey. And I think that really helps to not be lonely in that journey. Yeah. And at some point, it's important to ask questions, ask for help, look for a mentor or a coach. Don't do this alone. If you're stuck, it's always good to have somebody by your side who helps you in your growth. So I think that's really important. I don't know if this is something... Um, you are you've been considering and um i know that we talk a lot together about that but what is your perspective on that are you yeah no i it definitely makes sense um and i think because the nature of digital marketing is is mostly online and you can just sit at home and do work from your computer um and so i think that's why i'm forcing myself like you said a bit out of my comfort zone and going out to places here in aberdeen and networking Um, And hopefully trying to get a few clients that are local. So at least there's that excuse or that, you know, impetus to get out of the house and meet other people and discuss other things rather than just, you know, 
being at home by yourself because that does get tedious and it's hard to stay motivated when you're always at home and, you know, I might be working on something and I think, oh, well, there's the washing machine or there's a dryer. I need to go do that. And you can get pulled in so many different directions. And so, um, yeah, I think that's important. And I actually met someone the other day who was also working from home. She has a, um, a portable business um, and she decided that she needed a co-working space. And now she goes to a co-working space every day to, to work and do her work. And that gets her out of the house and then also meeting new people. So that might yeah. be something I consider as well. Definitely. And it makes me, it reminds me of one of the ways when I was saying, don't do it alone. So there's networking and there is uh, also coaching, mentoring, or just use the, use the people around you who have the skills who have done it and to ask questions, but also build an accountability partnership. Mm -hmm. And I think this person could be a great, for instance, account, accountability partner to you and your business so that you can meet once a week and exchange on where you are. I always suggest that for accountability partnerships that you need, discuss your businesses, but for the next meeting, announce your goal. What will you have achieved by the next meeting so that once you announce it and say it out loud to somebody else who will hold you accountable, <laughs> that's going to push you to make it happen. So, And if you don't make it happen, it's okay, but you need to explain why yeah. and what has changed since and being very honest and transparent about that. But I think that will really help for sure. If this lady is interested, I would really invite you to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, so, so tell me now, what are your next steps? Okay, let's, um, <laughs> what are you planning to do from now? Oh, well, um, I think now I'm going to, um, I've just actually finished putting a website together. It's still a work in progress, but that basically forced me to really think about the services I wanted to offer and how I wanted to present myself as a brand. Um, so that is up. And I am just going to keep networking here within Aberdeen, um, see if there's any potential opportunities um, I've already identified a few and met with a few people. And like you said, sort of gain knowledge and information and mentorship from um, others around here. Um, in terms of getting clients, I will be relying on that word of mouth um, through people who know me and the work I've done and are willing to recommend me. Um, I do want to focus on uh, maximizing LinkedIn um, as a way to yeah, market myself and make connections. And so I have, a, I have a few things in mind. Um, I definitely have my personal blog, which I started when I was in Paris, um, that has gone off by the wayside. <laughs> so I want to get back to that because, again, it's really a passion. And I do, I have felt that it wasn't a priority the past few months. And so I want to get back into blogging a little bit and expressing myself creatively, you know, for my own personal well-being. And then also, um, yeah, just sort of be open to opportunities. I suppose I'm fortunate, like many expat spouses, that um, earning an income isn't, you know, the most important priority. Um, and so I would like to focus on just really understanding who I am, how I am as a business person, finding the right clients too, um, and understanding my value and worth and what I can provide um, and how I can help others achieve their business goals. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I like the, that question. So finding the right client. And I think mm -hmm. that's a very important question for launching and succeeding in your business. So what, what would you call the right client? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, first of all, sort of the, the sector, or the business that they're in. Um, 
I would envision myself and I like to align myself with people who are trying to make a, a change or a difference in the world or even in a, a niche of people or in a sector. Um, I suppose working in the oil industry and all the negative press that the oil industry can get, I've always been attracted to doing some sort of good philanthropic, uh, something that benefits other people. And so um, I think that through this business as digital marketing, I can help do that and help support other entrepreneurs and small business owners who are making that difference. Yeah. And so that's what I would say would be the right client. And of course, someone I can easily talk to and get along with. Um, and and in, a, in an area that I know the topic or that I'm interested at, at least about the topic. So for example, in your case of Tandem Nomads, you know, I identified as part of the audience. And so I felt that when I am creating content and and uh, posts on social media that I'm basically just talking to myself because I'm, I'm, I'm part of the audience. And so I know that's not always going to be the case, but I think if it's a, um, an industry or a business that I really uh, am supportive, supportive of and really uh, believe in, yeah. then I think that that'd be perfect. Definitely. Those are really important points that you mentioned. I would also like to invite you, as you know, I always insist on the importance of defining your niche. I think you're into that yeah. journey of trying to figure that out. But at some point, it's really important that you become that expert in that niche that people go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've discussed it together, you know, that I believe, for instance, that in the expat entrepreneurial world, there's so many entrepreneurs that would need a support with our social media. We can't do it all by ourselves. And I think as moment as we start delegating, that's when businesses grow. So I think that could be, for instance, a good niche or anything that you relate to that's important. It's very important to really f- figure that out as soon as you can so that you can really have a marketing strategy that's you know, directed towards them and to their, their pain points. Mm. You see what I mean? Towards the issues mm. that you really solve. For instance, um, in my case, I would say that on top of the marketing aspect and this as so, uh, SEO search engine optimization services that you bring, the real pain point that you're solving for me is the time issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for instance, yeah. uh, the fact that I just can't do it myself anymore or the fact that at some point I need somebody to help me in the creative side to find ideas mm-hmm. or things like that. So it's very important. Well, the more you know your niche, the more you'll be able to. Oh, the third thing for me is, and I mentioned at the beginning, to work with somebody who knows about what it is to be an expert partner trying to build a portable business. Right. So you see all those are really specific pain points that make me want to work with you and, and appreciate this partnership. So, so I would really consider that who are mm. the people, it doesn't have to be expat if it's not, but really define right. that who are, who are the niche you find that could fit best to your services and where you know the pain points so well that you can create a marketing strategy that's all about addressing those pain points because mm. marketing is about answering people's pain and problems mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. and obviously sales too but um what else would be um anything you think we should have covered here about your journey um no but the only thing that keeps coming to mind is what you always say about um start now perfect later and and a lot of times when I'm struggling or I have that fear and doubt creep in. I all honestly think of that phrase and think, let me just do it. I have really have nothing to lose. 
Um, and I really can't be afraid of failing and I really should just try it because if I look back in my history, most of the times, you know, I do well and I know that I should know that I can keep doing well. And so it's just a matter of going for it and, and learning and continue to lo- learn and grow and, and get on for the ride. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm trusting that you'll do well. So <laughs> we'll keep working together and growing also together. I look forward to that, but I also look forward to you developing your other clients. So we'll follow up that journey. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and Nomad Nation, I hope that you appreciated here that Lillian has opened up to us because it's not easy to be on the journey and share with somebody else's um, the, the challenge that they're going through. So I think, um, and the journey they're going through while they're going through it. So thank you so much for that, Lillian. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great. Hey, <laughs> so could you, before we say goodbye, I want you to tell us a little bit about how you're planning your services, what will they be, and uh, where can we find you if we're interested? Sure. So right now um, I will be, I am focusing on helping entrepreneurs and small businesses with their digital marketing strategy and helping them promote their businesses online. So my focus is, my focus is on a, a greater digital marketing strategy. It's something that um, I, I studied in the master's and I feel confident doing, uh, but then I am also um, available to do a social media strategy and some execution Um, I also love search engine optimization and creating copy and writing um, and then also photography. So those are generally uh, my services at the moment, Uh, but I'm open. I am open up for a challenge. And if someone just uh, wants to work with me and feels like it's a fit, I am eager to explore that and uh, learn something new along the way too. So people can find me uh, at my website. It's LillianSmall.com, L-I-L-L-I-A-N, small.com. Um, my personal blog is TheSmallsAbroad.com. And then I'm also on LinkedIn and, and Facebook at, under those names. <laughs> Fantastic. And I really want to tell you again how much I appreciate working with you and Nomad Nation. The one thing that I also like about what I've done with Lillian and, our, and the way she works is that at some point, you become independent. And I think that's what entrepreneurs need and managers need is somebody who does not um, need to always check on all the things that the person does. And that's what I really appreciate about what you do. You need it. It's obviously normal that at the beginning you need your time to figure it out, but then you can make decisions and etc. cetera. So uh, that is also a great, on top of the marketing aspect and the knowledge that you have. So I really appreciate that. And thanks again for sharing your story on Tandem Nomads. Yeah, and thank you. And thank you so much for Tandem Nomads. I don't know where I would be without it. <laughs> um, and yeah, hearing all the inspiring stories and all the previous guests, thank you so much because they are helping. It is helping people for sure. Wow. Thank you. That means a lot to me, Lillian. And uh, see you soon, Nomad Nation. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Nomad Nation, I hope that you enjoyed the great insights of our guest today. If you did, please make sure to share it with your friends. See you at the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.